This is not an offering to sell a franchise. Franchise offerings are made through the franchise disclosure document. Ask for details. Don't waste your time barking up the wrong tree. Fetch the perfect franchise opportunity with Pet Supplies Plus. Named the number one pet franchise by Entrepreneur Magazine for eight years running. Invest in a top dog and enjoy a 2.4 million AUV as a franchise owner. Get your paws on a rewarding franchise opportunity in a billion dollar industry by visiting PetSuppliesPlusFranchising.com. That's PetSuppliesPlusFranchising.com. Oh, I should just sing. <laughs> oh, no. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. I should just sing. Well, here we go. Here it is. It's up. I'm, I'm thinking it's getting bustling. <laughs> Welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 10th of May, 2017, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I am a choice expert and an intrinsic coach, and I will be with you for the next 60, maybe 90 minutes, maybe longer. Uh, My co-host is Olivia Lashley, coming to you live from London in the UK. She's an expressions coach. She's an artist. She's a chef. She's a healer. She has our testing. So um, welcome to the show. Today we're talking about is wearing rose-colored glasses wrong? So is you, are, you know, you wearing rose-colored glasses wrong? And we're going to be talking about that in a hot second. I just wanted to say this to you guys, or actually to Olivia. I, I did actually hear you quite clearly when you said, oh, no, don't. What, but singing? What about yes. singing? Yes. yes. Oh, no, I'll say yes. that straight to your yes. face. I'm, I'm not saying it quietly. <laughs> I'm saying it right in your face. <laughs> you, you, you sounded so British. No, I'll say that straight to your face. <laughs> Don't underestimate me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said just because I'm quiet, it doesn't mean a thing. Only to you, you might have, as I say, don't don't let the accent fool you. You'll come up short, mate. I'm telling you, you come up short. But anyway, love, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. All right, you yeah. know, one foot in front of the other, as you say. Oh, I mustn't grumble. Yeah, it's one of that. Is, is that... Oh. <laughs> what? 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 No, must, mustn't grumble, Olivia. Yeah, no, it's one mustn't of those. Grumble. It's one of those, you know. So. It all is what it 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 all is what it all is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, darling. All's going well in my mm-hmm. world. You know, one foot mm-hmm. in front of the other. Very quickly. <laughs> to make you run. <laughs> you know, to make you run. So no, no, no. Everything's actually going all right, Liz. Um, everything's really, really going fine. It's really going fine. I mean, um, you know how? Uh, well, not I say. You know how it sort of says, oh. Something snaffle, right? You know how it always says, uh, or, or you may have heard the the, the phrase. You know, I, I think it was to do with Noah and the Ark, and um, the dove came back with a twig, signalling that there was land. 
No, 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 no. Because, you know, with all the things that I'm doing, um, mm-hmm. the doves are coming back. All right, okay. There is definitely land. So that's where I'm coming with that. Because, um, oh, they, they're coming home to roost, right? Isn't that what they say? No, 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 no. That's your chickens come home to roost. And that <laughs> means that if you've done something wrong, it comes back on you. So, no, when? we're not talking when? about chickens when? coming home. No, no. It, well, if, if, you, if, you, if you've done something wrong and it comes back on you, also then if you do something right, it comes back on you. You know, it's no, that's half your bread, glass, that's your glass, bread glass, turning upon the water. <laughs> that's your bread. I'm in the floor. Okay, can we just do this? Roll the music. Shall we start again? <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes. Um, what, how's that start out? Welcome to my life, my choice. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But no, it's, um, no stuff, stuff's coming back, so it, it's working. Uh, definitely, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing things, definite movement and stuff like that. Definite movement. It's like wow. So, and what we're talking about, guys, is we can't tell you what we're talking about at the moment, um, because as I am fond of saying to everybody, which is true, and for all those you, who just clicked off, you just missed out on an opportunity. Um, what, what what I'm saying is that. <laughs> As I tell people, and I really mean this, sometimes when you are working on something, other than getting what you need to assist you in the process, you don't always need to tell people exactly what you're doing. You need to just do it. And once it has formulated or once it has come to fruition, once the manifestation process has moved to the point where you feel that um, it cannot go any other way than the way in which you want it, you know something, it's very warm in here. The way in which you want it, um, then you can speak about it. But that's my personal belief. And then if you do choose to speak about it, you need to make sure that you know who you're telling. Because energy is, is as such. People will be all up in your face, in it, Liz, telling you, oh, that's really good. And they're, in their mind, they're sending out the energy that it's not going to work. Mm. And sometimes, depending on who that person is, you have to traverse that energy. And so well, for it, me, it's just easier. Go ahead, babe. I was going to say, sometimes it's not even really about traversing their their energy. Well, actually, maybe this is what you meant. I mean, it's actually tapping into what your underlying feelings that you may have about your own energy. Yeah, it's about tripping, tripping over your own energy or traversing your own energy they just act as a mirror for you so that you can i think sometimes things like that happen as well as a a, a solidifier and a test mm-hmm. we can't kind of like we self-test ourselves to say okay well this is, is this mm-hmm. really what i want um to do have i changed do i you know do i need to tweak it do i need to change it so sometimes i think we actually bring those situations we, we, like you know most people know who they can actually trust to tell things um, mm-hmm. And those will those will be the people that they actually do tell. I mean, occasionally, yeah, you get t- times where you're actually blown up, blown away because you you have a, you have a completely different response from someone that you thought you kind of like could trust. But then I think, um, you know, maybe you tell someone you think, oh no, I don't know if I should tell her or him, but you tell them anyway, especially in those situations, and you get a reaction that is counter what what you would consider counterproductive 
that's your message. Mm. You're actually giving yourself a message. Yeah, that's what I would say. And, 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 and what would that message be if somebody does that? Well, the message would be that um, if they're saying, well, it depends on what they're saying. I mean, if they're saying, okay, well, oh, oh, you say like you're starting a business and, and they say, oh, well, it's never, or they're thinking, you know that they're thinking, oh, it's never going to work or what a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. I think invariably it will echo something of what you're actually thinking yourself. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so therefore, right. so therefore, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tester. It's, 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 you can you can see it as something negative, or you can see it as something positive. Yeah, something it's easier positive. To, it's, it's a lot easier yeah. to see it as a, something positive. But actually, what you're being shown is how. Actually, as I'm just going to repeat myself, you know, whether this is what you need to do, whether it, or whether it needs tweaking, you know, you know, stuff like that, and it can help you to do what you want to do. Um, but yeah, that's what I was saying. And, and I, I, I think in that regard, uh, and I, I do truly mean for me that sometimes because we are all entangled, um, and we are, and I, it, it can sometimes create a, um, a, to almost like an energy vampire uh, mm-hmm. situation. So that's actually where I was coming from in, in response to what you were saying, Liv. Actually, it's, it sounds like you're in a, a, a... Are you moving about, Liv? No. Your, your no, mic. Not at all. No. It sounds not like at all. something's brushing over your mic. Now. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. You know what? You're live. You're live. You know what? You're live. You know, you, okay. you, you, and your husband are going to be rolling, yeah, rolling. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But no, I mean, okay, all right, guys. This is this is this is this is this is a family thing. Wasn't that polite? <laughs> no, I thought, I thought see, that was absolutely no, polite. no, no. There's a Brit polite that actually is the complete opposite, and that was a Brit polite. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, you know, listen, people. And all right, British people would know that, right? You don't have to tell all of that. Listen, that was like an You didn't have to tell it all. But anyway, no. Well, um, I definitely agree. Um, with what you were saying and and wholeheartedly if you do actually tell somebody most people know who they can trust with their stuff and and really even if they don't get a favorable response sometimes they know that that intrinsically they can trust people it's been my experience that I have definitely you know when you were saying that what came to mind is that there is one particular person I would share stuff with business business stuff with and I would share this stuff and all the time lives the, the response was okay, or I'd get these responses, and, and I would um, go off on a tangent and, and, and do what I, you know, what had been suggested, and this stuff would just continuously explode. It just wouldn't work. It would mm. always be wrong until I realized that what I was doing, while I had a passion for it, I didn't have a passion for it as a business. Mm. I could see as a business um, I could, and I can see it as a business but just not for me mm. Mm. and I think this is why I always told this person this stuff 
And this is why they always gave me really bad information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I acted on it. Mm. I acted on <laughs> But that, that, that being said, no, that being said, um, again, I think it's really important, though, sometimes to hold your own counsel until you until you come until at least whatever you're thinking about has formulated in your mind where you're comfortable with the formulation doesn't mean it has to be complete doesn't mean it has to be finished but where you're where you're comfortable um, with it in your mind does that make sense yeah eventually yeah eventually it makes sense yeah <laughs> Okay, hey Shirley, how you doing, baby girl? Right, let's move on to the show. Is wearing rose-colored glasses wrong? <laughs> Your glass can be half full, and it really can, or it can be half empty. You can wear rose-colored glasses and see everything a certain way, and that includes the good, the bad, the ugly, and the pretty too. Everything is in the same hue. You see it. Optimism and pessimism is a personal choice by which you view the world, your world, and your life. There's nothing wrong with any of the above that I've just mentioned. You know, you rose-colored glasses, glass half full, glass half empty, you know, optimism, pessimism. No, there's nothing wrong with any of the views above, whether optimistic or pessimistic. It's all good. When pessimism and optimism seeing things with rose-colored glasses, referring to things as the glass being half empty, half full, etc. when it becomes a problem or not so good is when your view of life isn't reflecting back to you the things that you want to see. See, you get to choose the filter from which you view your life. Change your filter and you'll change your life. That sounds like um, something the cheerleader, there's some, there was some, TV program the other day, a couple of years back. Um, but anyway, change your filter and you'll change your life. Choice is a universal law that dictates how you live your life. Okay, guys, so once again, welcome to My Life, My Choice. You're here with me, yours truly, Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and my co-host, uh, Olivia Lashley, Expressions Coach and Healer Extraordinaire. Um, and today we're talking about is wearing rose-colored glasses wrong well our lives as i had put in the um blog that goes with this our lives are really really amazing and i do really mean that lives i i think and i know people get really right huffy with me when i say this you know no matter what's going on in your life there is a degree for me of stuff this a wow factor and it's not like mm -hmm. like oh wow oh hell it's a wow factor that says that our lives are really amazing. And part of that is, for me, my, my understanding, my inherent, my intrinsic, my divine, my total understanding of the power of choice. You see, as I said in, in, in the synopsis, um, and actually, I believe Olivia had said this earlier when we were just sort of like talking, um, or she alluded to this fact, you get to choose. Now, you get to choose which filter you view your life from. And so what do I mean by that? 
Well, as the phrase and the saying goes, you know, there are people who, who they look through life through rose-colored glasses. They look through life through rose-colored glasses. And by definition, people who see things um, as being, as being, and this is definition of rose-colored glasses, people who, who see things as being better than they really are. So even even in the the, the blog that I had written, I, I've, I wrote, so what's wrong with that? And again, for me, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you choosing to have, you know, this eternal optimistic view. But, you know, for me, it needs to be a realistic optimistic view of your situation. And again, for me, Wendy, as long as you're moving forward and allowing your, your, your current circumstance to support you in getting what you want, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But if you're looking through life through a filter that has a beautiful rose color hue and your life is going to hell in a handbasket or your life isn't turning out the way you want it to or, you know, you, you can't get ahead, you can't, get, you, you, you can't find traction for your health, for your wealth, for your relationships, you, everything, it's just con, a continuous spiral downwards. Then looking through your life, looking through your life, looking at your life, excuse me, looking at your life through rose-colored glasses isn't helping you. It's not helping you. What it means is that the definition, and that I got that from, I don't know, the dictionary.com or whatever online, what it means is that the definition given applies to you, that you're choosing not to see things as they really are, and you're choosing to see things better than they are. And it's not even in the hope that they will get better. I mean, it's just, it, whenever I think about this, you know, that, that, that particular definition of rose-colored glasses, glasses, I always think of, like, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, honestly, Liz, just moving, driving along, and in Mr. Magoo's wake is nothing but devastation. Absolutely nothing but devastation. And for me, that's how my personal interpretation of people who look through rose-colored glasses um, and their life is spiraling out of control. Uh, mm. One of the things that I would... Oh, was there something that you'd like to add to that, babe? Yeah, Um there's something oh, yeah. that you just said, but <laughs> one of the things I should say, I actually, I'm actually the antithesis of you on this point. I, I think the opposite. Uh, I think we do tend to um, like admonish people who are always seeing things through rose-colored glasses. But, you know, when I think of it on a spiritual level, that's their perspective. So one, it has to yes. be right. You know, it has to be right for them because it's their perspective. And maybe that's, uh, where they need to be to be able to cope with what is going on in their life. And it could also be a distraction from their reality while the process is taking place. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, you know, we have different opposing views on that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So for me, for me, then, it's like... What 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 is it, or what are you going to do for yourself, or what does it look like for you to move forward? Mm. Uh, and 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 then for me at the. 
Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. At JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details end of the day moving forward is all about you and the choices that you make your life is going to reflect back to you the way in which you are looking at life the filter that you're looking at life through mm-hmm. and if you're looking at life through rose-colored glasses whatever that interpretation is for you and your life isn't actually being reflected back to you that way then there's something wrong with that that picture there's something wrong with that picture because if you're happy to swan through life, like my girlfriend, like, you know, Miss, you know, uh, Miss Boone, if you're happy to uh, swan through life and it be okay, hmm. to, be, to be okay, then it's fine. But if you're not okay, then for me, it's not fine. Yeah, if you're not even okay. If you're not okay, Even if this is, if this okay, is where you're meant to be. Sorry, love. Go ahead. No, sorry, yeah, if you're not if you if you're not okay, then yeah, okay. I mean, obviously it's a case of looking at your life and deciding what you want to do about it. But if you are but if someone is always like that, and that was the point I was saying that um if someone is always like that, it's about their nature. If you're talking about, you know, Miss Mrs. Okay. Boone, you know, if that's their nature then in actual fact, okay. even maybe may, even I, maybe when I, if I, it's not See, I, I understood you to say that if it's not, because if it's a problem and it's a problem for you, you see, because my girl, she's she's always getting what she wants. Mm. And, and she just, this is how she sees life. And mm. she's really mm. happy with it that way. Mm. But there are people who will put on the rose-colored glasses and they're not happy with it. Mm. They're not happy with the return. And that's really where I'm going with this. Is It's not people who are who are really um, optimistic about everything. And I, I really believe that people should have a fair amount of optimism about their life. I, and I truly do believe that. I truly do believe that. Um, that being said, as long as, as long as you're getting what you want, it's all to the good. But for people who things go wrong, and they do grow radically wrong, and that's for most of us, um, things will go wrong. It's not going the right way as we perceive it. You get to choose or we get to choose whether or not we put on our rose-colored glasses. And you are choosing to do nothing to improve your situation. So, no, actually, from my perspective, if things are going wrong and you know they're going wrong and you put on a pair of rose-colored glasses to... Um, Change the, change the hue, but not really change the view, per se, nothing in your situation will improve. And you see, by ignoring obvious facts, 
and hoping against hope that by simply denying the existence of the problem will make it go away. That's not how that works for me. That's not how that works. And as I put here in, in, the, um, in the blog, you know, it can be tantamount to burying your head in the sand. And burying your head in the sand doesn't help you to create the change that you may need to move forward. It doesn't help you. So things, so things like, um, you know, tools that you can use to sort of like uh, help you to move forward and like reframing things. Do you call that as well wearing rose-colored glasses? No, literally, let, let, let me backtrack. I'm coming for, uh, in regard to rose-colored glasses, in regard to this particular um, uh, podcast, I'm literally talking about when people put on rose-colored glasses and they are see, choosing to see things better than they really are. And that's where I'm going with this one. Choosing to see things better than they really are and ignoring obvious facts and hoping against hope that by denying the problem, it will it will make it go away. Right. Yeah. Did, okay. So did that kind of answer your question? No. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it did. It did. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. The thing is, the thing is, I have the opposing view from you. Mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. I think because we're opposing whatever you say, I'm going to think, mm, I don't know, maybe blah. <laughs> So, um, okay, no, then, no, then say because you know there are there are people out there who who are thinking. I would imagine this your thought process. They're on mm. that energy line. So you know, okay. say say la. Uh, no, no, I was I was saying that in general. Um, okay, uh, right, because right, because right, you had right. said something, but it's, I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, yeah, because right. I still I, I still think that I still think that well, I still think what I thought before really. So yeah, anyway, go on. Which was what? Uh, everything like I said before about, um, you know, it being their perspective and maybe it's where they need to be, um, you know, so okay. so they, you know, distracted from life and what have you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in order for your, so, oh, let me just say this. Um, you know, uh, many people, uh, you know, like burying your head in the sand is actually um, something that has been attributed or ascribed to an ostrich. And they say that, you know, when dangers come in, an ostrich will bury its head in the sand. Well, I started to use that phrase, or I did use the phrase in the blog, and I thought, well, let me do a little research on this. And one of the things that I actually found out about that is that, yes, when danger may be approaching, it may appear to people in the distance that ostriches do this, and or ostriches bury their eggs in the sand. And so what came to me was, uh, perhaps the behavior that's being exhibited might be that the ostrich is protecting the eggs or making sure that the eggs are buried deep enough to ensure the um, the survival of the species rather than hiding, rather than hiding. But anyway, that was my thought process, and I thought but, I'd add that as an FYI. But, but um, it could also yeah. be the nurturing. It could also be the nurturing nature that they feel towards the sand. So they put their head in something something that instead of being afraid they or if they are afraid they're nurtured by 
their surroundings. Um, you know, because if they, that's where you put your eggs. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of the wall. If that's where you put your eggs, then uh, it, it's a nurturing environment. Well, so, what, yeah. one of the things that I would have said about that, though, is is simply this. If ostriches, and I truly do believe this, if ostriches did this as a way of um, combating danger, you know, like, I'm going to kill you, lion on gazelle or whatever it is, they would be extinct very, 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 very soon. Yeah. Because yeah. I just don't see it burying your head there. But they don't do it all the time, do they? I mean, you, you see ostriches fighting, you know. I think people even get killed usually, from... Yeah, so they, they, they well, when the when the proverbial hits the fan, they're they're on it. Mhm, 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 mhm. Now uh, again, yeah. <laughs> All right. In order to change your current situation, you can't actually live from there. So wherever you are at this moment in time, you cannot live. You cannot live from there, and hope to um, be wherever it is that you want to be. So. Where you are physically, this is where you are. If you don't change your view of life, of your life and where you want to be, your circumstance isn't going to change. So again, in order to change your current circumstance, you cannot view your life from that point. You must view your life from where you want to be. So if your circumstance is one of lack, limitation, dis-ease, i.e. disease, disorder, loneliness, confusion, um, you know, unforgiveness, uh, I don't know, um, uh, tenacious relationships, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is and wherever it is, if this is your circumstance and if this is where you are placing your energy, your faith and belief, this is what is going to manifest for you. One of the most important things that you can do for yourself in order to change your circumstance is to change how you are viewing the outcome of what you want for your life. You say, if you say you can't because of your circumstance, you won't. If you say that you can, despite your circumstance, you will. And that's the nuance. You see, you know what you want, so by default, you know what you do want, okay? Excuse me. You know what you don't want, so by default, you know what you do want. And this is huge because it actually leaves no room or for excuse for anybody. Because everybody's like, yeah, well, you need to know what you want. I don't know what I want. Okay, so what don't you want to happen in your life? What don't you want to experience anymore? What don't you want, want, want to, 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 to see? What don't you want to hear? Because by default, or the antithesis of that, or the polar opposite of that is telling you exactly what you do want. And so then for me, there is no excuse for you not to change your view of your circumstance. And changing your view of your circumstance has nothing to do with denying or lying about where you are. Because that's not going to help you either. If you spend a lot of energy denying something that actually is, that won't help you. That won't help you at all. 
That's just another set of wasted energy. So in order for your circumstance to change, you have to change. You have to change. You see, again, backtracking to something that we've spoken about on previous shows, when you confuse what you want with ease of attainment or ease of attaining it, and when you confuse that with how you'll make that happen, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. You see, the how isn't about you. And I've said this, and I will keep saying this. The how is not about you. You knowing the how isn't going to help you. You need to know the what. You see, you make the what happen in your life, not the how. You make the what. So in order for you to make the what happen in your life, you truly need to change your view. You need, you, you need to change your view. I mean, I think there was a show that we did. It was called something about your viewfinder lens or something, something like that. And this is the same thing. It comes down to you. So when you confuse your what with the ease of attaining it and how you'll make it happen, for me, on a personal level and on a professional level, you've just thrown up this, this almost impenetrable wall. The how isn't where your energy must be spent. The how isn't where your energy must be spent. When your spiritual, physical, and emotional energy is spent on the what, your life will unfold and give you what you want. Now, one of the things, as I was saying, uh, actually, this week to the ladies at uh, Shaytree, I was saying this to um, Dad this morning, Many people, oh, actually, I've got it written here. Many people, when they actually are asking for something, they have uh, this idea of how it should unfold. Us having an idea of how it should unfold is really nice. And most times, or I'm going to be generous here, 50% of the time, it will unfold that way. But the other 50% of the time, it, it doesn't unfold that way. So what you want, it might not unfold or it might not come to you in the way in which you want it to. Yet, the universal creator, known to me as God, who resides within self, so your higher self, your God self, will support your co-creation process in such a way that expediency of this thing being manifested is at the top of your list. Expediency and you getting what you want now, in the now, this moment, even though it goes through the, um, the, the, divine, the, the divine process, there's a time for everything. So expediency in getting what you want now doesn't always lend itself to feelings of ease or leave you feeling with that, leave you with the feelings of the warm and fuzzy. It doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. So in order to change your circumstance, in order for you to change the filter on your life, in order for you to, if your life isn't manifesting the way that you want it to, 
It's about how you choose to use your rose-colored glasses. Again, for me, as I said before, all the above, having rose-colored glasses, the glass half full, blah, 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 all of that, none of that for me is an issue. Where it actually becomes a problem is if your life for you isn't reflecting back to you what it is that you want, or you're not manifesting what you want, or you're not getting what you want. That's when it becomes an issue. Outside of that, being the eternal optimist, I think a good, healthy dose of optimism is what many people need. Most people actually live their life from a pessimistic view. This will never happen for me. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. It won't work. I'm going to try, but I don't think it's going to work, yada, 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 or based on past experience. See, pessimism, for me, is always wrapped up in your past experience. And past experience cannot give you anything truly about a new experience until you've experienced it. Past experience will allow you to, its role is to support you in creating the new experience per se, the new experience from a new thought process. Does that make sense, Liv? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Because, um, you know, the fact that someone would be looking for um, a solution to, to a situation, they're already living how, yeah? Because they're looking Amen. for something. Amen. So they're already living how. So if you're going to actually ask, okay, and if you're going to ask another question and another how, or as Wendy, as Wendy said, you know, you, you put up a barrier uh, because you're already there. It's like having how, how, you know, if you have, if you have mm-hmm. um, two, two frogs, you know, and they procreate, you're going to get another frog, you know, all your how can only lead you to another how. It can't exactly. actually lead you anywhere else. I mean, I, I, and, and, and hear me clearly, people, I am not at that point yet. You know, me I, neither. Find, me I neither. find it very hard. I'm making fruit. <laughs> I still find it very hard to, to um, bring that concept, to implement that complex, com, um, concept into my life. But I do believe in it. And, and it, 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 it is a challenge. It is a challenge, and it's a challenge because this is how um, we have been uh, conditioned. This is how we have been um, raised, not with not with the what. But I really like the analogy, you know, Liz. If you how the frog, you still how another frog. That's not mm-hmm. going to help you to get to the lily pad. Mm-hmm. It's not going to help you get to the lily pad. And so it's vitally important, guys, as as we move forward through this, is to integrate the pieces into your life. It's to integrate it so that you can truly begin manifesting at will, recognizing that there is a due process that's going to happen. And it's a due process that the how is something you can't rush. The how is something that you can't rush. Because you can have as much detail as you want. But the how is going to be the how. And that's not you. So guys, you get to choose which filter you live your life by. Totally and utterly, you get to choose which filter you live your life by. 
See, your circumstance doesn't change. Your circumstance is your circumstance, and it doesn't change, but you can. And as a result, you will create a new circumstance. It's also important to to recognize, if you have your rose-colored glasses on, that you are not your circumstance. If you're viewing your filter, your life from that thing, you're not your circumstance. You are the author of it, but you're not your At JCPenney's Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. And this is another thing where people get trapped. They fall into this, 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 this trap of believing that a situation defines them. They believe that this, that, situation, that this situation defines them. No, it may have been a defining moment in your life, but it doesn't, it doesn't define you. It's not the end of you. Even if you even if you transition from this life, it's not the end of you. Well, based on your belief. So wearing rose colored glasses or, or, or seeing the glasses half full, you know, or half empty, one of the things I like to say is whichever way you see that, be grateful that you have a glass. And actually that brings me to another point which, which that brings me to to another another point you know with what you do have it's important to be grateful for it that car that's sitting outside that's sitting on bloody bricks <laughs> that's sitting on bricks that hasn't worked for the last four years be grateful for it you know the things that aren't going right be grateful the same the same joy and gratitude that you choose to apply to um, the things that are going right, use that same energy and apply it to the things that are going wrong because the things that aren't going right for you are things that are really showing you. They're giving you pointers. They're directing you. They're showing you, hey, you may want to make a choice here or you may want to look at this situation. You may want to tap into your intuition. You may want to, whatever it is, it's showing you something. So for me, if you're going to use rose-colored glasses, use the rose-colored glasses to be the eternal optimist, but use them in a way that's going to move you forward. Don't use them in a way that's going to deny or to define yourself by your circumstance. Don't use them in a way that's going to prevent you from moving forward. Don't use them in a way that's going to hold you in that quicksand and, or bury you in the bog or the quagmire. Don't, don't, don't use them that way. You get to choose the filter of your life. And as we evolve and as we grow, our, our filter changes. And it will change based on the experience experiences that we've had 
and the experiences that we have will also generate the desire for different experiences. So for you guys, recognize that you are not your circumstance. However, as I said before, you're the author of it. So in order for you to change your life or for your life to reflect what you really want, stop thinking in terms of how to change and start thinking in terms of what change looks like to you. You see, you won't be able to you, you won't be able to um, make changes until you actually know what it is that you want to change. As vague as you are is as vague as the return will be. You can't, you can't be vague and expect everything to come, come back right. That's not how that works. And if you actually look at your life, you will see that your life has unfolded that way. Vagueness begets vagueness. Slapdash will give you slapdash. You can't expect to get precision cutting when you, when you just cut any old how on a line. That's not how that works. And so therefore, if you think in terms of how, you're going to come up stuck. It's about thinking in terms of what. And as I, said, as I said a little while before, we're locked in on this thing about we need to know how we're going to blah, 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 blah. No, how is when you are literally on a physical journey going from point A to point B, how am I going to get there? That's the how. How am I going to get there? The how would be, do I take the bus, do I take the train, do I take the plane, do I do how am I going to get there? But you see, we use the how for the creation of the things we want in life, and that's not our role. That's not our role. And I know that it's awkward, as Olivia said, you know, for, for her and for me both. I am learning this process too. And it's not always easy because life is unfolding and I'm not a robot. I respond with full passion with whatever. I respond. You know, my feelings get hurt. I see things and I'll take things out of context and blah, 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 blah. Yes, I do. That being said, I do realize the difference between how and what. I realize that my circumstance, those feelings that I have are my current circumstance. I realize that those feelings that I have, I'm the author of that because nobody can make me feel a way. Only I can feel a way if I choose to feel that way. This is why people can look at you and some, you'll say, oh, guess what so-and-so did to me. And you're all pissed off. You're up in arms. Blah, blah, blah. And somebody else will look at you like, oh, you're kind of vexed behind that. You're upset about that. Really? Oh, okay. I wouldn't be upset about that. But then that's you and that's them. That's, that's, the, whole, that's the whole wonderful thing about life. 
That's how amazing we really are. We get to choose how we let things impact our lives. And the impact is showing us something. Everything that happens in our lives is there to show us something, is there to point us in a direction. Or at least it's there to show. It's there to show options. It's there to show possibilities. It's there to show the different roadways, the pathways you can take. But at the end of the day, you have to choose. Nothing is going to push you down a pathway. That's not how that goes. Nothing go like that. Nothing go so. Nothing's going to push you down a pathway. You're going to have to start on that journey for something to push you. You're going to start on that journey for something to push you. You know, one of the things, um, and I digress. Liz, is there anything that you want to say before I go digress here about horror movies? No, no, no. One of the things that I would say about horror movies, all right, for the majority of horror movies, if you watch a horror movie, one of the things that has to happen first is the... Um, Oh, you got the protagonist. The, the person who is being horrified. <laughs> the person in the movie who's being chased and all this sort of stuff, invariably, they have to let this entity in, in some shape or form. They have to do something in some shape or form for them to find themselves in this situation. Liz, would you agree? Yeah, no, absolutely, Wendy. I I, I, I agree 100%. You know, I think <laughs> yeah, a little while ago, and you saying, um, you know, it, it, when things happen, you know, you're still upset and, you know, you feel still feel mm-hmm. all, these, mm-hmm. all these things. But yet, you know, we all find ourselves sort of like doing that over and over and over again. And I think in many ways, mm-hmm. we're kind of like, like universal rebels. Because we know, I think intrinsically, we know what we need to do. But <laughs> there's something about doing it that, that I don't know, there's, there's a resistance there for some reason. And I mm-hmm. think um, mm-hmm. I, I think the more there is a resistance, I think the more universally um, you're sort of like sense things to, or you, you create things to distract you with, you know, like general living. Yeah. You know, so your life is disrupted. Um, the more the universe is actually working for you, the more disruption you will see in your life, because that's the universal. That that's you actually being distracted, so that whatever needs to happen can happen, because you're putting too much influence on the outcome. Perhaps, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have your preconceived idea, yeah, on the preconceived idea of how it's going to occur. So that's a possible. Um, yeah, that's a possible scenario. That's actually, 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 that's the re- that's that's the really interesting thing because when when you said that, I thought to myself, perhaps this is why people are so taken up with with programs like Empire and um, mm. you know Orange is the New Black and you know yada yada yada. And my favourite, oh my favorite, the Underwoods are coming back. God, <laughs> the new. I got a personal email. From the Underwood. <laughs> yes, I did, I did too. I, me, me and I would imagine a million, several million other people. But I got, I got an email from the Underwood 
telling me they'll be back. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> and they've got something new and new for us. So it's that sort of thing. You know, when you said that, I thought to myself, maybe this is why people will will um, buy into, um, and I really mean this. Uh, I, I mean, I really do like House of Cards, and there are several others that I, I definitely I'm, I'm into. And maybe this is why people actually um, are into shows like this, not only because you've said in previous shows, Liv, that perhaps there's something in there that is a message mm-hmm. directly mm-hmm. for you, but mm-hmm. as a distraction so the universe can do what it needs to do, yeah. the yeah. universe can take care of the how while you're dealing with a mm-hmm. what that really mm-hmm. has no bearing on your life other than you need to get out of the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. You need to stop it, mixing the Kool-Aid. It's a bit like giving a child a dummy or a pacifier, right? Yeah, there you go, Liv. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> there you go. No, no, and you're definitely right with that. It is. It's like be, like being given, um, as you say, a pacifier. You know, mm. uh, I mean, and again, we we go through life. We go through life confusing our circumstance with defining who we are. And that's just the moment in time. It, it, it has shown you to the point where you find yourself really and truly, as Olivia says on, has said on several shows, your ability, your power to um, create for yourself. It shows you that. In, in, instead of viewing your circumstances and for me, putting on rose-colored glasses and pretending that the situation really isn't there and it's not really right and hoping against hope, but the obvious facts are there, they're glaring in your face, blah, 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 blah. Instead of doing that, or once you've done that for a little while, to look at your situation and think to yourself, wow, I created this. If I could create this, what can I really create for me? What can I create if I am consciously aware of the process, or now I'm consciously aware of the process, and I know what I want. Because all this crap that went before, I don't know how I created it, but I know I created it because it's in my life. And I recognize I created it because I did X, Y, Z, or I said X, Y, Z, or I thought X, Y, Z, or I believed X, Y, Z. What if I consciously believe? What if I choose to consciously believe? How then will my life be made manifest? Now, one of the things that I can definitely say on that end that I've done, that I have done, and this is something that I can definitely do more often than not. I, let me phrase it this way. With, in, within certain arenas in my life. And that's to change my thought process so my circumstance will change. Not always easy. And as I said to you before, we have this thing where we think that everything will be warm and fuzzy, and it's not. We have this thought process. This, in the spiritual community, lives. I don't know if you've found this or if you've seen this or your thought process, so I'm actually asking. In the spiritual community, it comes across like everything's like kumbaya and yeah, you know, ah, 
and there and there it is. And I think to myself, no, I mean, no. Even if you look at the lives of Christ, Buddha, Krishna, Muhammad, all of that, their lives were tumultuous. Their lives, no. That's not that's not how it works. It may came a, might have been portrayed that way, but they had ups and downs like everybody else. Because at the end of the day, they were spiritual beings in a human form, subject to all the frailties of the human body and the human spirit. And so it's really important to to understand that, guys, that, you know, no, it's not all warm and fuzzy. It'd be nice if it was. But what takes the sting out of things is when you choose to view things differently, when you choose a filter from which to view your life by that is concurrent with that thought process. Yeah, I'm going to be mad, glad, sad, what have you. Yes, I'm going to be really upset. Yes, I'm going to be afraid. Yes, I'm, it's going to be the pit. Yes, I don't know what to do. Yada, yada, yada. But you take a filter and you slot that filter in place. And you can say to yourself, no, I'm not going to bury my head in the sand. I'm going to look at this head on. Or you take a filter and say, okay, what is this showing me? Because this is, what the, the, this is what I mean by filter. What is this showing me in life? What is life showing me? You know, t- t- who was it was saying to me, ah, this was actually really recently. Um, somebody was saying to me that this happened. I think that their car broke down, a pipe burst, the water heater went on the blink. Somebody broke into their home, and this is all one person. Somebody broke into their home. Um, I think they broke their toe. They broke their toe. Oh, Liv, there was something else. Oh, and the oven stopped working. Their oven stopped working. And so they had all this stuff that the car, the water heater, the pipe, I know their toe, um, the, the oven, there was something they bro- else. Bro- they got broken was, into. Oh, yeah, there you go. They got broken into, all right? And so all, all of this stuff. And, of course, Liv, it's really easy to spiral from that point. Oh, woe is mm. me. Mm. Woe is me. And, you, you, Liv, you, you, know, you know what we're like. And I, I'm, I'm pulling you right into this. You know what we Lashley girls are like, right? Well, some of us, at any rate, you, you, you included. You know, sometimes I hear this stuff and I start laughing, right? And I started to laugh, right? And they were a little bit offended <laughs> because they were in their rabbit hole. They spiraled down into their rabbit hole, all right? And, and my thing was, my, oh, Liv, they'd been made redundant. They'd been made, oh, okay. they'd been made wow. redundant, all right? That was the other thing. They'd been made redundant. Okay, right. So I started, I started to laugh. 
And, you know, Liz, it's like one of those things, you know, if you don't laugh, what are you going to do? You're going to cry. What are you going to do with this stuff? Mm. You know, the, the next thing is, you know, somebody, God forbid, a loved one makes a transition and that's heaped on top of you. You know, so I said after, you know, I, I sort of like, look, I'm not laughing at you, but at the situation, what can you do? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure she, he, or she, he or she thought, well, you're not bloody laughing with, laughing with me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they didn't say that, Liz, but I, I, could, I could tell that, that, was, that was the thing I could tell. Mind you, me text them the other day and then they text me back. <laughs> You can hardly be surprised. They, they will eventually. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, they'll, they'll take me back eventually. But I think they needed some healing room because I, I, we were talking at the prior to the show starting. I don't think my response was what they had anticipated. Mm-hmm. But ironically, I believe they told me because they knew they know me, Liv. And mm. they, they know mm. me fairly well. Mm. And so I said to them, point blank, what is all this showing you? What is all this showing, me, showing you? And they were like, that I've got a beeped up live, a beep beeped up live. And I was like, well, yeah. But what is that showing you? What, 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 is, this, what is it telling you? And of course, by the time, time we finished, because I truly did go into coach mode. I truly did go into coach mode. And there was no sort of like half coaching, blah, blah. I went straight into coach mode. And by the time we finished, Liz, it must have taken all of 10 minutes, if that. Mm-hmm. What they realized is that where they were, they don't want to be in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want to be in Las Vegas. They feel that from the time they've moved here, that all it has done is torn them down. And I thought, well, listen to your language. <laughs> Listen to yeah, what you're saying. Everything that's kind of like happened the car, the water, the pipe, toe, oven, the redundancy, and then being broken into it's actually all about. You think of it, all of them Isn't are it, about movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Isn't it though? You know, and they were like, they don't want to be here. And so with that, you know, blah, 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 where do you want to be? Yada, yada, yada. And they. That, 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 whatever. Right. And so uh, what I said to them was this. Should you choose to literally act on any of this and, and, and move, be sure that you, here we go, Liz, that you change your viewfinder lens about where you are. Don't carry the same thing there that you have developed here. And that's really, really important. <laughs> that's really, really important, you know, because that that in itself was <laughs> that. And if they listen, they're going to be really upset if they hear me laughing, right, Liz? That in itself was a horror movie. <laughs> that was a. <laughs> it was. That was seriously. a horror movie. All in one day. And you, you exactly. And it you, mm. imagine for me as the viewer, the audience. <laughs> <laughs> the audience. It was a it was it was a horror movie, and it was a horror movie um, that you've invited into your life. Like I said about horror movies, if you watch but, them, 
Everybody has done something. Don't go. Why are you going in the basement? You heard a noise? Did you put anything down there? I mean, really, did you? Haven't you watched a horror movie in your life? Don't go in the basement. You know, I'd be like, ugh. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. But, yeah, so so for, um, oh, I nearly said their name. So for um, the, the, the person uh, concerned, you know, I love you, babe. You're cool and everything. But the what is important. And what's happening to you is showing you something. The what, the what could be, you might not know the individual what. You know, the car breaking down. Perhaps the car breaking down is you being broken down. Perhaps the car breaking down is something saying to you, no, you need to stop. Stop right now so that you can, I don't know, Think about what you want. The car breaking down is symbolic in your life, and it's as symbolic as it shows up for you. The car breaking down tells you that movement, the movement that you say that you want, can't be had here. For me, it was so so many different, um, I don't know what word you'd use, analogies or whatever, I don't know what the word is, so many different things that could be ascribed to what was going on. But as I said to her, the main thing is, what do you get from this? What do you get from this? You know? And as I said, I mean, I was like, you know, you you can cry. Yeah, cry. You know? Because as she said to me, I just feel like breaking down and crying. And, you know, sometimes in a sympathetic like that, you know, Livia, I was like, okay, cry. And when you finish crying, then what? I said, or as my mum would say, to this ladies yesterday, where you crying for? What you crying for? <laughs> <laughs> but no, as I said to her, you know, okay, you're crying. I get that. It's been a lot of stuff and lives in a short period of time. You and know? it's in a, in a twenty-four short... hour period. That's crazy. I think I'd be, I'd huh? be just like her. But I wouldn't be saying I'm going to be crying. I'd, I'd mostly be crying. <laughs> <laughs> And then you see, like me, I do what me do best, me laugh. But <laughs> what, what, I can, what I can say is, um, at the end of the day, um, not tooting my own horn, um, and I have horns, <laughs> <laughs> not shooting my own horn, um, <laughs> she, was, she was clear. Liv, she, was, mm. she, was, she was definitely mm. clear. She was definitely clear. Um, but I know she had to heal. Do, do yeah, But she was definitely clear on, on what she wants. Um, she definitely knows what she no longer wants. And um, even with her career, I mean, she, she's doing the corporate thing and that's not who she is. Mm. Fundamentally, that's not who she is. She's good at it, and I, I understand that process very well. She's good at it, but it's not, it's not where she, not, it's not what makes her heart sing. But for her, that was paying all the bills. Mm-hmm. Well, now you ain't got a job. So now what? Now what? You know, and also, um, guys, you know, I'm laughing, but the, uh, I keep nearly saying that name. The um the person uh, concerned and I did laugh. I'm not gonna lie. I did laugh when she told me. I did laugh. I mean, what what you gonna do? All this then, in but, such a space of yeah. time. 
all this but is then, such a short space. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Go but ahead. then, um, you know, if you think of it, because, I mean, you say, uh, you, you know, your your thing was to laugh. But, I mean, if you were watching that, like a comedy, you know, with the greatest respect to whoever it is, you know, if you were watching it on a, someone, a, a comedian that you thought was really funny, at the end of it, you'd be in hysterics. You'd be rolling, you'd be cracking up because it's just, that's, that, that's, I mean, you would, you know, because um, it's just, it's just so unbelievable. So I think, I don't think, you know, you, you laugh at it, it's what you do anyway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't it though? Um, you know, you were saying that, and as you were saying that, I was thinking that, um, for some of the people who have um, been, how should I say, influence, influential in the world and, you know, on a public level, you mm. know, for some people, that's the kind of thing that's happened to them. Yeah. In a day, their life has gone from um, riches to rags. Mm. Mm. I mean, they blinked and it was done. 24 hours later. Yeah. I mean, God bless her. She can sleep in her car. Well, she's still got her apartment until whatever. But, you mean, you can sleep in your car, but it ain't going nowhere. (laughs) 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 You know, it's it's, it's that sort of thing, right? It's that sort of thing. It's that sort of thing. But it's then what you choose to do to to go from here. Because to me, you, you just hit bedrock, baby. Actually, I actually said that. I said, babes, I think you hit bedrock. So you've got two things. You can stay under and drown or you can push off. But in order to push off, not just to go to the surface, not just to to crack the surface so you can breathe. What's the point of breathing and just treading water? Where are you going to swim to? And that was the thing. But like I said, I realized that this was not just sort of like um, us having... Um, you know, um, lunch, actually late lunch, early dinner or whatever. It's not like us just having that. I I was full on. When I say Mm -hmm. I switched on, bam, Liv, I was on and I was like, oh, no, we're going to, before we leave here today, she's going to have some clarity. Not my clarity, her clarity. And it took all of 10 minutes. It took all of 10 minutes, you know, um, and that's that's the powerful thing about the way we coach Liv. It's mm-hmm. none of this come back every two weeks, I'll come back once a week, mm-hmm. three times a week. I don't want to see you that often. I love you all. You know, I love you. Yeah, I'm cool with you. But I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you every week like that. You know, and if I actually say to you, I need to see you every week, then it's it. It's it. I actually need to see you. Other than that, I don't need to see you. Because it's about you having or knowing what it is that you want so that you can change, author, become the author of a new circumstance that you want. You're always going to have circumstance. And you're always going to have a feeling about your circumstance. You get to choose how you feel about your circumstance. Yet your circumstance doesn't define you unless you, unless you allow it. You know, I think about that, the, the guy who was in prison. What was, his name was Jerry Barton. Was that his name? Do you remember him? He was on Facebook. He died, though. 
Was it Jeffrey? Uh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember for the life of me what his name was. I can't like see his profile, but I can't see his face and I can't see his name. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Because he was in prison. What had he done? Had he murdered somebody or something? Liz? I, d- I never, I never I know got skinny on it. I don't know. I know, I know. It just wasn't robbery, mate. I know that much. Mm. I know it just wasn't robbery. I mean, it was serious, but um. Like for him, he changed his viewfinder lens about him and about his life. And really, when he decided to do that, he was released from prison. And he just changed. His life took on this hue where he was, I need to look him up. His, his life took on this hue where he was assisting and supporting people. And then he made his transition. Bam, I was surprised. Because he was really, he was really moving things, shaking things up. Mm-hmm. Then he mm-hmm. made his, he mm-hmm. made his transition. Mm-hmm. But you see, he didn't allow his circumstance, and I don't want to malign him, but I do believe murder was in in that charge. Um, he didn't allow his circumstance, of which he was the author, to define him. He used his circumstance to create another circumstance. By changing his view of himself, you know, you, you say that when you say that, and um, a, a little while ago you were talking about the car, and you saying about um, yeah, you saying about the car, and you were saying, oh well, she could use it to sleep in, but as a euphemism of sort of like or metaphor, I can't remember what it is, uh, um, mm-hmm. as to what was going on, why the car broke down, you know, okay, she could sleep in it, uh, but it could go somewhere. I mean, she could get out and she could push it, but she'd be straining and, you know, you know, really putting her back into it. But the, but the point is, even if doing that, no one would be steering the car. So mm-hmm. the car would mm-hmm. be totally out of control. So, I mean, the, the best thing to do would be to just to walk away, you know, and that way you're light and you're free, you know, and you can take control. There, of there where you, you go. Want to go. There you go. And that's, that's the major thing, that you take control of where you want to go and what you want to do in your life. That's the major thing. You, you take control and you take control of what you want to happen or do in your life. Don't take control of the house. Don't, don't, don't take control of the house. That's not how that happens. That's not that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how it works. So guys, um are you choosing are you wearing rose color is wearing rose colored glasses wrong? No, it's not. Absolutely not. I believe absolutely not. As long as what you are seeing is conducive to where you want to be. If wearing rose-colored glasses for me, getting you to where you want to be is allowing you to ignore blatant flat or, or allowing you or choosing to ignore obvious facts and hoping against hope that the current situation, the current circumstance will dissipate and go away by burying your head in the sand, then wearing rose-colored glasses for me is wrong especially if you know that there is something else that you're wanting. If for you, life is good, 
and you're okay with moving in that flow of everything being fine, everything being all right, and knowing that it's going to work out for you, then more power to you, more power to you. Your circumstance, your circumstance. If you say, if you say that you can't because of your circumstance, you won't. If you say that you can despite your circumstance, you will. You know what you don't want, so by default, you know what you do want. And what that leaves you in life is no room for excuses about not getting what you want. If you find yourself and or any predicaments that you are in, if you find these not to be of your liking, change your viewfinder, change the lens, change your filter to assist and support you in digging deeper to find out what is this showing you? What is this really showing you? And guys, note, I didn't say, why is this happening to you? We're not talking about your victimology. We're talking about what is this showing you? Because everything in our lives has been created by us, for us, to show us the direction that we may want to choose to get to where it is we have said that we want to be. So, Liv, is there anything that you would like to add, babe? No, no, there isn't. All right, guys, on that note, you've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice. We've been talking about is wearing rose-colored glasses wrong. Um, Hopefully you will join us next week. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert and an intrinsic coach. And my co-host has been... Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. And she is a choice expert, excuse me, an expressions coach, artist, (laughs) chef, and healer. And until next time, love you guys, love you sis, and we will see you next week. Um, Yeah, we'll see you next week. And yeah, I'm going to go out on Bob Marley. See you, baby. Love you, sis. Bye, darling. Love you too, darling. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye, Shirley. Bye. 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 Yeah, bye, Shirley. Man to man is so unjust. Children, yeah, don't. Your 